I met novelist Cassandra King on a Friday night at the Intercontinental Hotel in the Buckhead area of Atlanta. We began our interview in a somewhat quiet corner just off the lobby, but we had to relocate to the courtyard when a band started playing. Cassandra was patient and carried her microphone. Just, the only yeah. thing we need to make sure is that we can get back inside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have my key with This is just who she is. She's modest and gracious. She grew up on a peanut farm in a rural community outside of Dothan, Alabama. She says she's got a farm story somewhere in her mind, and at some point, she's just going to sit down and write it. I'm Tanner Latham, and this is Authentic South. It's a storytelling podcast that explores Southern culture through food, art, music, the land, the characters, and in this episode, a writer who creates them. Cassandra is the best-selling author of The Sunday Wife and The Same Sweet Girls, and she shares a profession with her husband, famous novelist Pat Conroy. Her latest book, Moonrise, is set in Highlands, North Carolina, and follows Helen Honeycutt, a woman who recently survived a bitter divorce, falls in love and marries a widower, then begins meeting all of her new husband's old friends. I'm really interested in Highlands. I, I, want, I want you to talk to me about, about Highlands okay. and about how the landscape there, um, h- how you were affected by the landscape, how you incorporated the landscape into the book itself. The Blue Ridge Mountains are gorgeous. They're, yeah. they're inspiring on their own. Talk about, talk yeah. about Highlands and, and that. Yeah, this, uh, this book was uh, somewhat different uh, for me to write in, in that it's the first book that I've known I, was, I had the setting first. And place is very important to me. Uh, but we have been spending uh, time in Highlands on and off for the past, you know, seven or eight years. Uh, and had, at one time, when our house was being renovated, had spent uh, several months there. So I, I totally had, had fallen in love with it. I, like my main character in my book, you know, not a mountain girl, knew, had not made traveled some to the mountains, but knew very little about. And also as a writer, it was um, it was a part of Southern culture, the mountain culture that I had not written about. Um, I mostly have stuck with, uh, with the Gulf Coast, you know, area. So, uh, but I did know that if I was going to do that, I set out to actually set a book there and come up with stories from, from the area and so forth, that it would be a different kind of book, and it would be a darker book in a lot of ways, because the mountains are just more, there's the foreboding to me, the, the remoteness, it's not the same as having a, a, a gulf setting, you know, not a beach read, but just even you know, like with my husband, but set on you've got the coast, you've got the salt water, you've got the salt air, and the heat, and all this kind of stuff, which is is very different atmosphere, and was going to be a different tone, 
Uh, so I so I thought this book, even though I knew it was going to be about groups of a group of friends, that one of them, um, the loss of one of the had sort of devastated the whole the whole group, and then before they had time to recover from her loss, they they are presented with a replacement. That, you know, that so uh, that's a, a a darker, you know, setting. I mean, set up for a story uh, to start with in the mountain the mountain areas. Uh, area worked worked well for that for me, and then you know Highlands. Uh, that's what I knew. You know the whole thing, right? What you know, it was what I was most familiar with. If we had spent time saying Boone or you know uh, Flat Rock, other areas uh, uh, in the Blue Ridge, I you know I'm sure my boy have said that because I, I'm not comfortable using a setting I'm not familiar with. I have to really. Because place is so important, and almost becomes another character in the story, and I think it did in this one. I want you to talk about Helen Honeycutt. Okay. And just just tell us about the about how she grapples with, in in many ways, the ghost of her husband's wife. Yes. And 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 what she does. I mean, it's not a not necessarily tell us what what happens in the book. Okay. Talk talk about well, that and talk about that, what that yeah, means. That's the central con- conflict in 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 the book. Um, uh, and let me back up just a little bit and say, in in creating a story, especially a story about a place or setting up a, a, a certain place, then the, all the elements of the place, you know, factor in. And in this, I had the the summer people. And the little groups of summer people that I had observed um, visiting there, in in that it's almost I hate to say clicks because it has a negative connotation, but you do almost have your little clicks of folks. You have your your Jacksonville people. You have your you know a, a Gainesville group, and I'll meet people you know. And this is a little group that that's. Uh, been coming for generations or whatever, and they're from Tennessee or you know this Atlanta, Birmingham, wherever. Um, and so these become very tight knit groups and very difficult for someone to come into. So what I came up with uh, was a, a young woman, younger than the group she's trying to get into, because I think some of us, as we age, we kind of have this resentment toward you know, these younger people. And especially a man, an older man, marrying a younger woman. So I thought that was a good source of conflict to have that. But I think the main thing with Helen Honeycutt, my main character, who comes comes into the situation, is that she is out of her element in so many ways. She's a, a Floridian. She'd never been to the mountains. She is, um, and we hate to think there are social classes in America, but they definitely are, you know. So she's, she didn't, she was not raised like these people that have big, you know, summer estates and this sort of stuff. She had a very difficult upbringing. She worked for everything she's ever had. 
and I think she was one of these people, um, like myself and so many other people, that education got them, you know, um, out out of that. And uh, so her struggle for acceptance um, is painful in a lot of ways because she feels so inferior. And maybe she didn't to start with. She came into this thinking she was going to be loved and all this. But one of the dumbest things I've ever heard anyone say is that other people can't make us feel inferior. We have to make ourselves. I see the, what they're saying by that, but I think it's being around other people that we feel inferior <laughs> that you know makes that happen. So I think that's what happens to her. She she gets, and 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 I also felt like this was something that readers would identify with. Um, this this not you know. Uh, of her feeling that we're not quite adequate. That's a pretty common, um, that's a common uh, struggle for, for most of us, whether they admit it or not, whether the rest of us see it in a person. You know, a person can seem very self-assured and all this kind of stuff, and uh, uh, they struggle just like the rest of us with self-image, self-esteem. So. Do you identify yourself? This is a, this is kind of a, a departure from where we are yeah, in some okay. ways. <laughs> Do you identify yourself as a Southerner? Is that part of your identity? Yes, very much so. Um, I have been uh, to a lot of writers' conferences and you know book festivals and so forth. Where I'll end up on a panel about um, Southern writing. Um, is, is it? You know, I, f I feel like it's almost its own genre, <laughs> a subgenre or something. Um, and I didn't think that much about it first when I first started doing this. But I, I, some writers do not like Southerners that I know that write about the South, the basic elements that we see in Southern writing. You know, the sense of place and the. Uh, the racial conflict and all this stuff is all in their work, yet they don't classify themselves as Southern writers. Well, that's fine. You know, you nobody's making you <laughs> do that. But, um, I mean, I am a Southerner. I, that's what I know best. Um, and I'm fascinated by the South. Totally, totally fascinated by the South. Why? What, what's fascinating <laughs> to you about the South? I, well, first of all, uh, the... the Southern people are just different. I mean, we're we're crazy, uh, and we but we're the warmest, friendliest people you know in the world, um, and not. And when I'm saying all this, I, I, that's not to say that people from other parts of the country are not. I, as a matter of fact, people, my my girlfriends tease me because I say I love Yankee women. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things they teach. Oh, I just she's a Yankee. I just love her. Uh, what I'm saying by that is that you know, sometimes it's so hard to talk to a Southern woman because we never say what we mean. It takes forever because we're trying to be so sweet and such a Southern belle and stuff. And I mean, with Yankee women, you know exactly where you stand. They're gonna come right out and say it, and they don't 
food with all this stuff. But that's also part of you know the mystique and the yeah. Do you, charm. Do you think that's something that you would want to? <laughs> are you that? Are you that way? Oh, absolutely. And is that something? Have you ever tried to change that? I have. I've tried it so deeply ingrained. You know, I just I hear my mother saying, "Well, now ladies don't do that, or you know, you don't speak your mind up like that, and and so forth." <laughs> yeah. Another another departure. Um, <laughs> I have I've read actually this this was on uh, Pat's blog oh, when your book yeah. came out. Oh, One yeah. of the things that he mentioned was that you guys have uh, writing rooms in opposite ends of the house is that that absolutely two different wings of the house i want you to talk about (laughs) the evolution of your writing relationship with Hmm. your husband oh well that's that's a very interesting question because there definitely has been one Uh, we we married 16 years ago and at the time it was it was such a great novelty to to be living with another writer because i had Pretty much a certain point in my life, I began to keep my writing aspirations to myself. Um, and when I wrote, I journaled and this kind of stuff. I, I, I did have a few things, just short stories, nothing personal. Some short stories, poem, a couple essays, uh, things like that, but I... I didn't see myself writing a novel, um, and and it did. Writers have to first of all live in their own little world. I think in our, in our heads, and usually we're writing stories in our head. We're not always paying attention to other people. And if you're married to someone who really demands all your attention, you're going to have some problems. Which I, you know, I did, and that was one reason I had just put my writing career on the back burner. So being married to another writer uh, was just like, you know, dropping a little fat kid in a candy store. <laughs> I mean, it was great. I had someone who who I could talk with, you know, with a writer about writing, about literature, about books, and, um, and so forth. So it was wonderful. Um, and I can't let anyone read what I'm working on until I finish. That's just the way I work. But I did, um, uh, the first first few years we were together, I would ask Pat to read. Uh, and I, I read you know, a lot of his stuff. He always asked me, and still does, to mark his stuff for grammar because it pours out of him so fast he doesn't even notice, you know, and he, and he repeats himself a lot. And so I do some editing as though I were doing a freshman paper or something because I used to take freshman. Uh, but uh, uh, so, so it was a novelty at first, was just that being hard? together. No. Was that, no. was that an easy thing it to, was, to no. take critiques or to take? Absolutely. And, 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 and Pat's very blunt. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. you don't want to know what he, uh, what he uh, thinks about something, don't ask because... Um, uh, he 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 will tell you, and that's when I that's what I like. I don't like um, uh, I have treasured readers, the people whose opinion I value, that have read you know uh, manuscripts, and 
the ones that are not helpful are just, oh, this is wonderful, you know, don't change a word and all this kind of stuff. I had rather. Uh, but, but he and I have totally different writing styles. So neither one of us, I think, tried to make the other one, you know, change changing it but it was it was great but now you know he didn't even read my latest book until the, the uh, advanced reading copy came he picked it up and said oh if this is your book <laughs> I haven't seen this yet I need to I need to read it and he did so uh, you know, I didn't ask you know, or anything like that because we both are so busy you know so, but it's so yeah it has been a total evolution <laughs> That's really interesting. I, I ask about that. My my fiance is a photographer, and, mm-hmm. and we both we both do a lot of different creative things. And I will show her, I will show her things. Uh-huh. But what I want her to say is how brilliant it is <laughs> and how wonderful it is. And when she comes back with a critique, it's hard. It's yeah. it's kind of hard for me to take it. What she says is dead on. Yeah, you know, I, you know, the I critique usually. is perfect. It's, I mean, it's exactly <laughs> what I need to hear. But but I you know yeah. it's it's tough in a relationship when when you're looking you may be looking to that other person for right. encouragement. I, I think so. And, yeah, and I guess that could be a form of encouragement. Right. Yeah, and and we have uh, Pat has been wonderfully encouraging to me. Uh, I was about to say we've been encouraging to each other, but I haven't needed to encourage him. You know, I mean he's he's done well without me. You know, uh, but uh, uh, but he's been totally encouraging to me. Uh, and, and well, I ask, you know, what are you working on now? What do you think about for your next book and this sort of stuff? And that's been very nice. So the last question is: in in this period, the the book is out. You're now mm-hmm. you're now on tour and, and doing readings. Is is the book? Do you even think about the book much anymore now that no. you're you're on? I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. No, the tour is almost ended, and. Um, uh, when you when you go on a book tour and you, you give to, if you're just doing a signing that's one thing but if you have to speak say at a luncheon and this kind of stuff oh boy you get so sick of your book you think I cannot do it again especially if you're doing like one after going from one city to another which you kind of do toward the first you know um, but but also I think you probably as a writer as a creative person. Once you finish something, you have to let go of it. So you're going to go on to the next, next thing. You can't keep, you know, just dwelling on this book. You certainly can't change anything now. And no, I've been really, really thinking a lot about what my next one's going to be. I've written a couple of articles um, since, um, you know, lately, and have another one kind of in the works. And then I'm going to get serious about my my next book. Well, Cassandra, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Pick up Cassandra King's novel, Moonrise, wherever books are sold. And keep up with her at CassandraKingConroy.com. As always, I'd like to thank Chris Hoke and Brett Eastep, who provide the music for the show. To hear other episodes, click on over to AuthenticSouth.com. You can also hear us at WFAE.org, on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, and on SoundCloud. 
ever be. And I knew that's what I wanted to do with this one. I'm going to stop here. Can you hear the music? <laughs> it's like the drum came in and I thought, wow, all of a sudden we're in a concert. <laughs> Until we go south again, thanks for listening.